so I, Hannah, am um, manning the pod alone today, and this is not... I don't like this. This is, like, uncomfortable and horrible to me right now, and I feel empty without Charlie here in this room, but... Um, I have a couple of uh, illustrious guests joining me today that I'm super excited about, and this is a room full of people that I uh, greatly love. So we thought that because Charlie isn't here and we wanted to do one last pod for the end of the year, um, we would talk about a subject that doesn't really apply to Charlie. So um, today's episode is going to be all about queerness. Um because I had a conversation with someone about how little good queer content is on the internet and like available and it's all about like legislation or like love stories and there just isn't what we are looking for. So I decided that we would make that. So this episode today will probably not be like as goofy. It might be kind of goofy. We'll see. So anyways, um, with me today on the podcast, I have my friend Kate who I met in my 200-hour yoga teacher training and is amazing and also queer, and my other friend Nora, who I met because we're sorority sisters, and um, is also queer, and I talked to her a lot about, um, like, what the heck was going on with me when I was, like, figuring my life out. So, welcome Kate and Nora. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, how are you guys? How's your day going? Uh, it's good. I just uh, finished my last final feeling good it's amazing had a few drinks earlier but uh we're good now <laughs> i was good. like i can't drive <laughs> <laughs> i was i am about to graduate so that's my excuse but that's super good. exciting though i am not about to graduate um but i am leaving tomorrow from this campus for a significant period of time so i'm happy about that that's awesome um so I guess let's maybe just like we go around in a circle and like describe our identities like to whatever extent that you want to and like maybe anything else that you want to share about like what you think is important to you in your like story about your sexuality. Sure. I can start. Go ahead. Um, I've been gay for about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I figured it out fully that um, I wasn't straight. I think in January. It is now May, so it's been a fun couple of months. Um, and for a while, it was like, I must be bisexual. I'm um, interested in guys and girls. Now it's become mostly, um, or all, I guess, completely about girls for me. Um, so it's been kind of a wild ride this semester. And I'm looking forward to figuring out where this goes for me. Um, I've been bisexual for, I guess, ever, but I think that I found out or figured it out when I was about 18. Um, I would have, like, these, like, crushes on my friends, like, friends of mine from high school, and I would, like, never, like, put a name to it, so we'd, like, Mm -hmm. get a party, and someone would be like, we should make out for attention. I'd be like, yes, please, please. That's that's a funny thing. That's hilarious. Yeah, for attention from boys, yeah. Um... But I am in a straight relationship, um, if you want to call it that. I am in a relationship with a man, so I guess that's what that would, what that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a very weird experience being, really coming into, like, the identity of being bisexual in college and, like, mm-hmm. really figuring that out, but then almost immediately, like, 
getting into a relationship with a man and being coded by pretty much everybody that I know is straight. Mm -hmm. Um, so Hannah has been great to talk to you about that because, um, we, as she said, we're both in a sorority together. So it's a little bit like assumed that like everyone in it is straight and likes men and is into boys, um, and all those things. So it's, it's like been strange to kind of figure out what that means while also being in a relationship and like not feeling like I can like really explore that side of myself because I st am still like true to this other person mm -hmm. so um that's just been an interesting thing to figure out that's really interesting um I'm queer and I've been queer I've known that I was queer for like I guess since uh, a year or two but I thought that I was by and then I figured out that I just hate I don't know why but I don't think that that applies to me at all I don't hate it but I hate it being applied to me um even though like I guess I'm like a practicing bisexual like <laughs> I like in in theory like if you looked at like the evidence like you would say that I'm probably bi but um I like queer as like an umbrella or pansexual I guess is like more accurate but I like using queer or gay as an umbrella term for like this like kind of ambiguous sexuality like you don't know what I'm gonna do next I don't know like and it doesn't matter um and I've always felt like when I'm when I like use some like specific word it's like only for somebody else to like feel secure in like knowing my sexuality so I've been like rejecting that lately and I snapped I didn't snap but like sometimes people I don't know how often people are in situations where, like, you're talking about someone else's sexuality to them, but it's happened to me a couple of times where people have been like, yeah, I'm like, you're bi. And I've been like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then they're like, what do you mean, no, you're not? And I'm like, well, I'm just not. Like, that's just not a word that... So, um, but yeah, this whole year, this, like, school year has been my, like, becoming really comfortable with that and, like, just, like, living my life as a girl who's queer as heck. Um, and it's been really weird because I, like... Uh, like you said like you know you have crush on a girl but you're like she's just like my best friend like we just like <laughs> I just like really like her clothes you know and then you're and then you're like oh no I I love her <laughs> like <laughs> like I love this girl um do you guys think <laughs> what <laughs> um I guess this is a good place to start like do you guys think you've been you've been your sexuality for your whole life and just figured it out or do you think it's like changed and turned into something hmm. I think yes I think that I have been I I so the reason that I identify as bi and not necessarily pansexual is only because I'm going off of like what I have experienced so like mm -hmm. I'm I have been attracted I'm not, I'm not attracted to that many people. Like, there's, I have very specific types, I guess. I don't know. Um, so there's only, like, a handful of people that I've ever really, like, truly been attracted to. Like, I want to have sex with this person or, like, I want to be in a relationship with this person. Um, and all of those people have happened to be cis. And so I don't say that I'm bi necessarily to rule out the fact that I could one day fall in love with mm -hmm. or want to have sex with or have some sort of romantic relationship with or partnership with someone who wasn't cis. I just... I guess I just say that because it's the only thing I've experienced thus far. And I think that that's always been true. I mean, I've always had, like, crushes on women and men um, in pretty uh, pretty equal amounts, I guess, if we have to quantify it. Mm -hmm. um, I just... Yeah, I think that I have been for a while. I was, like, very lucky to grow up in a very accepting family and, in a way, kind of lucky because my um, sister 
has had relationships with women as well. And so, like, for her, it was, like, this big, like, you know, it's like, I'm going to come out or I'm going to tell mom and dad. Like, and it, like, was always fine. Like, they were very cool about it. But for me, it was just, like, she was, like, yeah, like, I have a girlfriend. And I was, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I also like girls. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, okay, like, cool, whatever. So, it's just, I think that it's just, it's something I've always felt but mm-hmm. didn't really put a name to until I was in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in Hannah's camp on this one. Like, I tried out the term bisexual for a while and it just, it's kind of like a shoe that didn't fit. Like, I was not, it didn't work for me and I'm not really sure why. I've kind of explored that on my own a little bit. But I think now I think gay and, like, lesbian are the terms that I take the most. Um, and looking back... I definitely had as many crushes on my female gym teachers as I did on my male gym teachers. Just the gym teachers, so. though. No one else. She's only into gym teachers. Um, That's my sexuality. The gym teachers. Gym teachers. We're here to shame people. Like, there were other teachers, too, but... They, Why were they all teachers? teachers? They're all teachers. All sorts, listen, I don't... I love all types of teachers. All the teachers. But also, if you're not a teacher, forget it. You can forget it right now. <laughs> I just, it must be my M.O. or something. <laughs> my M.O. is liking teachers. <laughs> teachers oh my God. are my thing. This is um, vaguely, like, It's like weird. National <laughs> Teacher Appreciation Day today or something. Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> so Kate's celebrating by being like, I want to fuck a teacher. <laughs> on message, that's good. Yeah. On brand. Um, so I think it's always been there. I think I figured it out this year specifically because there was a person who brought it to light for mm-hmm. me that I was like, I can't ignore this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, so that's kind of why I'm dealing with it now. But yeah. I, I think I also liked how your parents react and they were like, okay, whatever. That's so um, lovely. I'm very, very lucky. I just like to put that out. <laughs> that is not everyone's experience. And I'm very grateful for that. Definitely. Yeah. But that's like what I did with my friends too. I loved that I didn't have to sit them down and be like, hey, I'm like gay. Let's talk about it. I was just like, so my newest crush, she's so pretty. <laughs> and then they're just like. And you know, their awesome. eyes get yeah. wide, and they're like, okay, we can do this. We're fine. <laughs> they kind of just went with it, and I was so blessed for that. That's amazing. So. I love when you tell someone that. Like, you just, it just comes up naturally, and you can kind of see them giving themselves, like, a little gold star. Like, yes, I didn't say anything. And I, I didn't, just, like, flinch. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even blink. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. My, like, when I, was, <laughs> when I was, like, coming out to my friends... I had this day where I was going on two Tinder dates in one day, and one was with a boy, and the other was with a girl. And so um, I was hanging out with a couple of my friends who I spent the summer with in Ireland, and we were, like, sitting on the floor of my room, somehow, like, ended up that way, and they were like, how are your dates you went on today? And I was like, well, the first one, like, he's blah, 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 like, this is what he's about. And the second one, and they were like, and I was like, she, and they were all like, what? <laughs> I was like, surprise! <laughs> um, but it was, like, very smooth, like, with all my friends. But I think I was more freaked out about being, like, I went on a date with a woman. And, like, because I feel like in the past, like, having, like, if you hook up with a woman, it's easy to be, like, it was, like, a funny thing. Like, you know, like, I just did it for fun. But, like, going on a date is very, like, I went and, like, sat down and, like, stared this person in the eye and, like, asked them about their life on purpose because I might be romantically into them, you know? Like, I love that, though. That's so funny. I did, when I was talking to my high school friends for the first time in, like, I think two years, like, they FaceTimed me, actually in the middle of my class, which was less than fun for my professor, but they FaceTimed me, and I got out of class, and I talked to them, and one of the first things I brought up was, like, so who are you dating? Like, who are you seeing? And I'm just like, well, I like girls now, and the shrieking that came from, like, the (laughs) phone was just so lovely, and I was like, maybe I should just tell more people instead of waiting for them to, like 
asked, and then yeah. be like, Hey. Yeah, I wanted to do like greeting cards or something, you know, like a little like a oh, like a baby announcement or like a gender reveal party, except for it's a like Hannah's sexuality reveal party. <laughs> but then like my thing is having a really ambiguous sexuality, so it'd be like mm, like open up a box and there's just like, nothing inside, like no one knows. <laughs> Wait, okay, can we actually have this party? <laughs> yes, except for now. I mean, this podcast is uh, gonna be my big thing because I'm gonna like post it on my Facebook page and be like, by the way, like everyone that I've ever known in my entire life, I'm queer or something uh something we don't know what yet yeah it's we'll never know but I was thinking about like like have I always been queer you know and and I feel like there's an imperative of like that in order to be taken seriously you have to be like well I knew since I was five you know and like I didn't like I I used to be like guys I'm painfully straight like I used to be like I'm so straight I just like can't even deal with it I wish I, I could be with women I know no I used to be like I listen I would be gay if I if it was a choice but it's obviously not so like <laughs> like which was me just being really gay but um I was talking to a friend of mine in high school who came out when we were in high school and I at that time like thought I was super straight and was like I want to be a good ally <laughs> and um and he was talking to me about it and he was like I can't like when people say like I knew you were gay like that's so annoying because no you didn't because I didn't you know kind of thing and I think about like I think I I like to think that I take people's identities like very seriously and that like whatever the evidence shows it's about what you like if a straight identifying woman is like married to a woman but is like I'm straight then I'd be like okay you're straight like that's fine but um what was I even saying but yeah I feel like it's interesting to think about like have I always been queer and not given myself that label well do I think it's more important about when I started giving myself like you know when I started like identifying that way yeah so I don't think I like became queer (laughs) like I think I was always queer but I think that it's more important like when I started identifying as queer and it's important to like give my past self the respect of like trusting when I thought I was straight as like a legitimate thing and not looking back and being like I was so dumb because like it wasn't my fault that I thought I was straight yeah absolutely for a really long time I was like I, I think as a way of putting off the conversation to have with myself, I was like, I love who I love who I love. And, like, that was the end of the sentence. Um, and now I've just come to realize that that means at the present moment that I am gay or lesbian. Um, and that'll probably change um, and sort of not change, but I guess um, I'll come to realize the different aspects of it for me. Um, and I think it's kind of awesome that there's something that I'll never stop exploring about mm-hmm. myself and a facet of my personality that even isn't totally revealed to me mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have had, like, very little time to really explore, like, being with women. Like, I've, I've like, been with women romantically before, but not necessarily, like, in the sense of a relationship. Um, but I, so I'm in a relationship with a man. He, uh, we met freshman year, um, didn't date until sophomore year, so he, like, saw through, saw me through, like, all these, like, like not all like that's a that's a lot but like mm-hmm. other people that I had like had feelings for like men and women so he always knew that I was bi uh, was always very accepting and he even now like he said like oh the other day like I hope you don't mind but like I was talking to my mom and she said something about something 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 um someone who's bisexual and like some and some opinion or view that they had had and he said like oh um Nora's actually bisexual so I wonder how she would feel about that and like it's just really nice like it I feel like even though I'm in this relationship and I'm not necessarily like exploring my sexuality because I'm with one person it's like 
I still feel very validated in that by him. And not that I need to be, but it is nice to be mm-hmm. the person who you love and who loves you, like, validates that. Um, and he got me a mug for Valentine's Day that has a picture of a whale on it and the cap- and that says bisexual whale under it. And really I love cute. that so much. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been, it's odd to, like, have people, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm, people will, like, talk often, like, I'll have, like, straight people be like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like that's, like, they'll say, like, somebody say something like, oh, like, maybe that person who's... Or, or gay or bi or is like being a little bit sensitive about that and I'm like well actually as someone who's bi like you're talking to someone who's bi right now like yeah. I'm not straight just because I'm with a, a dude and they're like oh shit and like yeah I didn't realize that yeah. um I have to monitor my language now um so that's kind of weird and jarring to have people assume that often but like I think that I've had a lot of I've had more room than I would have imagined that I would to explore being bisexual even when I'm with a man mm-hmm. and with someone. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I definitely have been in like heterosexual relationships before where I haven't felt like I felt like my sexuality was the sexuality that was relevant to that relationship. So it was like I didn't really feel like I had room to explore being queer because I was assumed by literally everyone and kind of myself to be straight and like I've definitely had conversations with partners like with like cis male partners where I've been like oh sorry are you like super straight like are you just totally straight and they're like yep I'm like great <laughs> you know like like I want to talk about like I think it sounds it's, like you really thought about it there yeah so yeah really did some deep diving <laughs> so I think that's really good that like you have that in your relationship and it's like a conscious thing that's like a conversation that exists yeah I think it's also strange because I, I think that I hold myself to a standard of needing to be validated in a, in a way that I don't hold to anybody else. Or, or, like, I try not to anyways. Like, maybe there's some implicit bias that we're all raised with there. But, like, I hold myself to a standard of, like, I have to validate to myself that I'm not straight just because I'm constantly, mm-hmm. like, being labeled as straight and people mm-hmm. are thinking that I am. So it's like, like, today when you called me, I realized this after you, I, um, after I hung up, I was had had a t- had two drinks um but you said would you like to be on this podcast about queerness and the first thing I said was am I qualified for that and yeah, I was I like about that. yeah I was like I am because I am bi mm-hmm. and I'm not straight mm-hmm. so that I think that that happens a lot for me where like I'm I don't know it's like it's I shouldn't I shouldn't put a lot of importance on the fact that my boyfriend validates me that I'm bi like he should just do that anyways and mm-hmm. it should just be that but it does make me feel good. And then when other people talk to me in a way that they like are acknowledging that I'm bi, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel yeah. validated, but yeah. like that should, and I don't hold anyone else to that standard of like, you have to prove mm-hmm. by other people understanding that you're not straight, that you are not straight. So I just, I don't hold, I mean, I don't like think of anybody else like that, but I think of myself like that. So yeah. that's just always been a little bit strange to me. That's really interesting. I feel, I definitely understand. I think I understand that. And I think that I like, feel similarly and I think that that was why I thought that I was super straight for so long is just because like people it like makes you second guess yourself Mm -hmm. and if no one ever said to me like maybe you're not straight and I think that if they if somebody had like as much as you shouldn't do that like if somebody had said that to me in high school I've been like Hannah I think you're a lesbian like it made me it would have made me think about it instead of people just assuming that I was straight my whole life so then I just kind of assumed I was straight because I was like I guess there's not really anything to explore here because everybody else seems so sure kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I thought it was really interesting when you said am I qualified and I was like like yeah <laughs> but yeah I think also part of it was just like this podcast is just so you know 
important sounding. I was of like, I, could I possibly be qualified to talk to Hannah Nora. in a booth with <laughs> a, a microphone? In a teeny tiny sweaty room it while is, I like chug sweaty. kombucha in the corner. I did notice the kombucha. I am always drinking a beverage in here and it's always like coffee or like like some fermented shit that's like like I shouldn't be carrying all this equipment into the studio while like <laughs> chugging coffee and tea and kombucha. I feel like you always have a beverage though. Like you teach your class. I do drink coffee like, while I teach yoga. Yeah, I do. I do teach yoga with coffee in my hand. I do that. Do and I'm never going to juice. Stop. I feel like that's something you I don't do. juice. You don't juice. Do I, I feel like it's just a lot of work. Not if you get like other people to make it for you. Like I'm not about the blending life, but, then but it's I'm like about seven dollars like, per sixteen ounces like. of juice. Yeah, well, what I didn't it? say I did it. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I'll buy juice and consume it. I'm like a, I'm a bulletproof coffee girl, and I'm a kombucha girl. I cannot drink coffee. I need to start though, because my job is gonna be crazy. A lot of hours, so crazy, I should start. Crazy. But that's wild. Yeah, I'm allergic to caffeine. Just for the record. Oh my god, here, that's so awful. I'm all about that herbal. How green do you tea go here? Like, How do you go to William and Mary? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> Um, it's been an adventure. I think, um, my own mind keeps me awake enough, so. Mm. There you go. Hmm. What should we talk about next? Hmm. What have you guys' experiences been, like, dating? With women? Non- non-existent, <laughs> but, well, okay. okay, so I do have this. I was thinking about stories I could tell, um, while I was here. I remember I was talking to this person that I was dating we liked each other you know um and we're talking about college and i remember him saying like oh so we we were talking actually so we were talking about um a couple of things like we were talking about this person that we had known who was a predator like he was like very predatory towards towards my friends in high school and he was like not a good person we were talking about that and it kind of prompted him to ask like so when we go to college how do you feel about like dating like are you gonna feel like you want to like be with like date guys and like give guys a chance like are you are you afraid that they're gonna turn out to be like this person and it was like i don't know it, it wasn't as weird of a question as it sounds right now because like, mm-hmm. it worked in the, mm-hmm. in the conversation but i was at this like weird point where like i hadn't necessarily put a name to being bisexual yet mm-hmm. but i was with this person who like i trusted you know like we were like friends and had feelings for each other uh wasn't that serious or anything but like i was like do i say like it was just such a small thing but i was like do i say in this moment like i have different feelings about the like about men and women like or you know it's just mm-hmm. like always those like judgments of like when you're with a dude like tell like if they say something like that like talk about like other guys like mm-hmm. do I correct them or do I just you know let it like be like I and I just let it go I said like oh you know and like talked about how mm-hmm. I would feel about men and I didn't talk about how I feel about women and I mm-hmm. wish I had I mean like I wish I felt like I could say in passing you know like oh um well it's I guess it's a little bit different um, based on my experiences with men versus with women. Um, but then it would have been a conversation and I didn't want that because I didn't know, even know how I felt about it yet. But it just seems like hard that it, it's hard to have those conversations until you can put a name to your own sexuality. Um, I wish I could just, ha- like, you could just talk about stuff like that and you didn't have to clarify or, like, put a name to anything. Just be like, oh, yeah, like, with these people or with these people or with these people or with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, I guess, like, the, the earliest time I can really think about, like, having to make that decision of like am I gonna bring this up now or is this just gonna float away into like this moment like this Mm -hmm. moment of hesitation Mm -hmm. that's really interesting 
I think dating for me is kind of um, a little bit, it's an interesting topic. I don't know if I would ever have qualified any of my past interactions with people as a full relationship or I've never said, oh yeah, I'm dating this person. This Mm -hmm. person's my whatever. Um, And that's a personal thing regardless of sexuality to me. Um, I date very intentionally Mm -hmm. and so there hasn't really been someone that I've really, really wanted to share a lot of my life Mm -hmm. with before. Um, Lately, I've just recently started, I guess, dipping my toes, if you will, into the lesbian lake. (laughs) But uh, in terms of That's a lake that's actually located (laughs) like just south of the Great Lakes, the the lesbian lake. The lesbian lake. Yeah, it's really big, actually, but they don't really put it on maps. No. Um, just, like, because of, you know. Erasure. Like, you know. Yeah, erasure. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, <laughs> See, that was a joke. This is a comedy podcast. That was a joke. I'm funny. So, no. Erasure. We're erasure. all so funny. That was, like, one of those jokes where it's, like, we can say it, <laughs> but, like... Ooh. Someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Excuse me." Yeah, I would be like, "It's um, honestly, that's like a really real problem." That's a real problem. Shut up, because all, yeah, we can talk about how all movies about lesbians either suck or are blue is the warmest color. Lady, we can't though. I have like I've never seen I think any actual like lesbian movie that's not you need to watch. You need to watch blue is the warmest color, but you have to watch it by yourself. You cannot watch it with another person. Do you know what? thought went through my head when you said blues this is how like this is a moment where i'm like am i bi like am i like am i validated in my sexuality because you just said blue is the warmest color and i thought you mean that movie with that skinny white guy timothy something (laughs) and that's call me by your name that is not blue is the warmest color i that's my bad i was like that's not about lesbians (laughs) that's about not lesbians so the the other well not the opposite I don't know what the word What's the opposite of a lesbian? Uh, is that a joke? I don't it know. It should be. But only we can say like, it. Only <laughs> For the authority on lesbian jokes. I love, I said this in my last stand-up bit that I did, I actually love gay jokes because I feel known. Like, when I'm, <laughs> when someone's telling a joke, not like a gay joke, like, ha-ha, that person's gay, but like a joke about being gay. Like, I don't know an example. When I one that I keep seeing that I think is funny um, is I don't know if you guys are in the Facebook group Sounds Gay I'm in I think everyone I in. added you to that Facebook yes, group Yes you did Yes yes you did That's true <laughs> Which is amazing um, because I'm a baby gay <laughs> I've been a capital G gay for longer than you but I feel like I'm still a baby gay It's fine um, But the joke that they keep talking about is like that gay people can't drive and I'm like I it's so funny. don't even validate my own goddamn sexuality, but I can't. I'm not a good driver either. So like, it makes sense. I'm like, okay. I love shit like that so much. It. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's a I fun like little in group complex. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I like an in group making fun of themselves. Like, if a straight person said to me like, "Ha, gay people can't drive," I would be like, "We need to have a conversation." <laughs> um, Let's unpack that. But like, if one of you were like, "You can't drive," and like, we all know why, I would be like, "That's." That's good content. Like, that is good <laughs> stuff right there. Um, how do you guys think, if at all, like, to what to what extent, if any, um, do you feel like, like, coming out or, like, figuring out your life slash sexuality has, like, affected things you do on a daily basis? 
Or like your life in general, the way that you like your lived experience. Um, I think the only person in my family who I actually like sat down and was like, "I'm gonna tell you these words, and they're gonna come out of my mouth, and you're gonna listen to them," was my mom. Um, because we've just been like two peas in a pod for twenty years now, so I was like, "You deserve like me sitting down with you." Um, otherwise, the rest of my family will figure it out. When and if I bring a girl home for dinner at mm-hmm. some point, mm-hmm. um, which will be just a ball of fun for them. But in terms of my everyday life, like not much has changed to be honest. Like I haven't jumped into a relationship. I haven't um, like done anything that would change my daily life. But I think there's been a nice kind of relaxed freedom lately mm-hmm. and I'm making so many like stupid jokes that I'm just like the punch on is always like ha get it because I'm gay <laughs> yeah, yeah I love doing that um and I think that that has kind of opened up a whole new like freedom for me that wasn't necessarily missing before because I wasn't um I was always kind of aware of it but now it's like just being able to like say the words or like be open with it or be like that girl is like really really cute and not be like oh her dress is so pretty Mm -hmm. like I think that's been just incredible for me Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I feel very lucky and very privileged when I say that like no I mean my life I've always had a family who's very accepting like my parents like try to like when they're talking about like me and relationships like obviously sort of before I was um with my boyfriends because I don't really talk about that anymore because I'm with someone but um like they they would like you know make an effort to say like oh like if you whoever like whatever guy or girl you bring home you know yada yada like so they I have a very Mm -hmm. accepting family which I'm very lucky about Mm -hmm. I have very accepting friends I go to this I live in a liberal bubble with Nova and I go to school in a liberal bubble and now I'm gonna go work in a liberal bubble Nova again um and I don't have to I don't feel like my life is that different and I'm glad I mean I'm glad that it's like not and that I'm not having to deal with these like constant challenges but I also recognize that like when I when there's a space where people are maybe talking about a queer experience or a non-straight experience of some kind like and talking about like feeling oppression from that or feeling like people like invalidated from that I I know that I shouldn't really jump in at that moment because it's not my like that's not my time and like Mm -hmm. I think it's just good to know that, like, it's good to know when to talk and when to not. And, mm-hmm. like, in the same way that, like, I can speak on some women's issues because I'm a woman, I can't speak on all women's issues because I'm a white woman. Like, it's sort mm-hmm. of yeah. that, but it's not quite as, like, clear-cut as that one, but, like, it's, so it's a little bit of a balance. But I do, my, the biggest thing that's changed is that I do feel comfortable with, like, making, like, gay mm-hmm. jokes I guess if you want to call it that or like ta- like me and my sister like tag each other and stuff on Facebook and like it's fun to like feel like like part of a community but then also when it comes down to it like my boss the other day we were talking about potential jobs and I was talking about places I wanted to apply and he said like what about human rights campaign and I was like yeah totally and he was like well like I guess uh well I I should say like they're usually more likely to you know hire you if you're if you're gay or you've had experience in, working in like queer issues and I was like well um you know, I, well, I, I am bi, but I don't think that's, yeah, that's cool. You know, like it was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's like a little bit of a dance in mm-hmm. that way. But, yeah. um, I think for the most part, it's been good. I still get every once in a while, like I had this friend the other day, we were talking and I said something about like thinking a girl was cute and she was like, what? 
<laughs> you're you like girls and I was like yeah we've definitely talked about this before perhaps I just said it really offhand and you didn't hear me yeah but I yeah I do it's like oh my god I had no idea that's that's great oh oh and then we saw another friend she's like oh my god did you know that Nora's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and like she it was from such a place of love but I was like yeah like, oh like and I didn't even it wouldn't even really make me that mad it was just like oh okay like, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. um so like I would take being bombarded with people who just want to love that I like women any day any day over like people who want to hate me for it so like yeah. I just I have to say that but like yeah I guess like my actual day-to-day life like my mm-hmm. actions and thoughts and feelings haven't changed that much that's interesting I feel like the biggest thing it's I feel like I've been dre- I've dressed differently and like the way that I like present myself has changed a lot the short sleeve collared shirts I, <laughs> I'm a fan I was like when I came out, I was, like, super excited. Like, I was, like, very... I mean, it's scary. And, like, I um, was terrified. And, like, coming out to my whole... To my, like, extended family was very terrifying. Um, and, like, my mom. And I feel like I'm coming... Like, you feel like you're coming out all the time. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I... Like, it's, like, a choice that you have to make. Like, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. So I naturally, like, have really... Like, close, like, professional relationships with my clients. And so... Um, like when I've been in heterosexual relationships, I've been like blah 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 my boyfriend blah blah blah, and then when I've been in homosexual relationships, I've been like blah blah my girlfriend, and like it's this like thing where you kind of have this moment of being like, am I co- am I gonna come out right now? Like while this person's doing squats and we're just like talking about our <laughs> lives, you know? Um, so there's that, but um, but I definitely was like super excited to be like gay and like just like express my like sexuality when I first figured everything out and like got really comfortable with it for myself. So I like started dressing like soft butch and like (laughs) um like I wear blue lipstick now and like I always have blue um nail polish on and um like I cut all my hair off and um yeah and I I think I, I like feel more like myself that way and some days I'll be like like, I think the biggest thing that impacts me on a day-to-day basis is, like, some days I'll be, like, in this situation, do I want to look very gay or do I want to look kind of straight? Just, like, in terms of, like, what would be effective, like, for what I'm looking to get out of the situation. Like, if I'm going to a job interview, I'm probably going to try and look kind of straight, you know? Or, like, if I'm going to, like, the gay bar on, like, a Thursday night, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and look really Shut gay. Up. Wait, you try to look gay at a gay bar? Yeah. You don't try to look straight. I try to look really, really straight when I go out on, um, Thursday nights at Triangle. <laughs> um, but I think, and that's something I've thought about a lot is like, at first I was like, oh my God, I'm going to dress super soft butch all the time. Like just be like, look, just look so lesbian always. Um, but then I kind of dialed it back cause I was like, oh, that doesn't actually feel like me. That feels like a caricature of my sexuality that I'm like expressing through my clothing. But that's been, that's been very interesting for me to think about, I think. One of my favorite things is I was talking to you um, because I, I have this is a new journey for me. But I said something about blue nail polish, and you were like, "I think blue nail polish is just such like a gay girl thing." <laughs> like I just I think that's so indicative. And I was like, "All right." And for a <laughs> solid like two months, I was like, "I'm gonna paint my nails blue." It was. I feel like it was <laughs> from the other ladies know. It was from blue is the warmest color. I feel like where I was like, I that everything needs really to be blue all the time. <laughs> It's really gay. I feel like if I wa- if I had watched Blue is the Warmest Color when I was in, like, seventh grade, I would have been like, oh, like, yeah. I'm queer. But I didn't. <laughs> Do you and I don't think seventh graders should watch that movie, but I just think, like, had, had past me watched it. 
than it would have been. Um, Do you did you ever watch like Pretty Little Liars? Is kind of related. Yes, and I loved Emily. Okay. I, oh yeah. I had the biggest crush on her, and I loved her and so, Maya. My like, best fun. friend. Yeah, she loved Pretty, Pretty Little Pretty. Liars, and she was like, at what one day she was just like, I think like if we were gonna cast ourselves into the show, she's like, you would be Emily because like you're both swimmers. And I, I think and also, show, and I was just like, and that's all we have in common. And the, now it. I'm like, wow, that was really aggressive because that's yeah. untrue. Yeah. That's so funny. I, um, the other thing that I think happens to me on a day-to-day basis is because I spent so much time thinking that I was straight and I just like really liked girls as friends that I definitely had crushes on. Now, whenever I'm like, I'll like second guess whether or not I have a crush on someone all the time so I'll be like oh like this girl I know who's like super cool and also I think she's beautiful and you know like I just want to like talk to her more and like be her friend and then I'll be like do you have a crush on that person no wait maybe like you know like kind of this like conversation of like well you never knew before like it's it's weird it's like a weird thing I feel the same way with dudes too because I'll be like maybe you have a crush on him but then I'll be like or do you have a crush on him because you think you're supposed to because he's a man you know yeah yeah it's opened up all these conversations with myself definitely but I think my gaydar has become really on point oh mine's really bad oh mine's mine was off for me for like 18 (laughs) 19 years so I mean the radar is like projecting outwards you know yeah at other people but not inside it's not it was not pointing inside glad it is now. My, my gaydar is pointing towards me and it's going off. That was a joke. You, this is a comedy <laughs> podcast and it's all about me. It was a joke because it's, it's gay. So it's like, and we can say that. <laughs> but you can't. Queer ladies. You can't say it. I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I... The only people I've ever dated have been people I was friends with for, like, a long time first. Like, that is, that's mm. the me. That's mm. the kind of person, I guess. I don't even think I'm, like, necessarily that kind of person. It just happened that way. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, that was, it's very confusing for me because I have had female friends and been, like, huh. Mm-hmm. Like, she's pretty and mm-hmm. fun and great. And, I like, do, do I have a crush on her? Or, like, I, this is how it started with, like, guys, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um... So, yeah, I, I get that, like, questioning thing yeah. of, like, hmm, do mm-hmm. I just think you're pretty and funny and smart and great and amazing, or do I want to kiss you on the mouth? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know the difference? <laughs> it's hard to tell sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, get, I also get crushes very easily. Like, I, I have a lot of crushes, but I don't as often have, like, real feelings for people that I want to mm-hmm. act on. So, I don't, like, have a crush on most people. Like, you know, like, <laughs> if I think somebody's cool and, and attractive, then I probably have, like, a little crush on them. But it doesn't mean that I want to, like, actually be involved with them. So, that's been interesting for me, too, is, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, like, used to say that I get crushes, like, I change my underwear. Like, it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think especially leading up to like this semester and like figuring all this out I used to get crushes on guys like so fast and like it would be like this guy one day and then two days later it's like oh I met somebody else and I think my mind was like speeding it up and I was like oh that's cute that's cute that's cute that's cute until finally it was kind of like when your heart races really fast and you just stop it for a second yeah. and then it re- like re-catches up yeah I was like oh maybe it's not the guys that I'm interested in yeah yeah um, but I totally feel about the crushes thing on like girlfriends lady friends 
Oh my god, we used- do you guys remember- I think it was Jenna Marbles who made a video. Jenna Marbles is just- there's a lot to unpack there, but, um- Oh my god, she, the boobs video. That felt like a very podcast thing to say, just sound like- there's a lot to unpack with Jenna Marbles. Um, my favorite <laughs> podcast right now is Keep It, with Ira Madison the Third, Kara Brown, and Louis Luttrell, and they are always saying stuff like that, so I just felt like I was, like, on that podcast. Um, anyways, back to what I was saying. Um- there was a General Marbles video that me and my sister thought was hilarious when we were kids, or, like, middle schoolers, I guess, that was, like, the three levels of girl crushes. The first is that you want to be friends with her. The second level is that you want to... What was it? That you want to be her. And the third level is that you want to, like, have sex with her, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some order of the of those three. And I was like, haha, yeah, like, yeah, it's funny to think about wanting to be with a girl. Like, I... <laughs> It's funny because I would never think that, and my sister was like, "Yeah, ha, like isn't that great? <laughs> like, oh, here's a girl I have a level one crush on, ha. Oh, here's a girl I have a level two crush on. Oh, and then like, but we never talked about level three because like we were twelve. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. I just remember so watching funny. that and being like, "Oh my god, like that's so <laughs> me." But that's, I mean, that's like everybody who's like has a crush on a person when you're in middle school. It's like yeah. I want to be with them and be friends with them and think they're great and think yeah. they're funny, and then. It, transitions into like I want to kiss him on the face yeah I went to a theater specialty center in high school so it was like pretty queer like just like as a I think actually the first thing we had like bigs and little sort of huh. not not like an or an organized way it was essentially just like an upperclassman would just like like you and then be like you're my little <laughs> like um so friendship and yeah so just like being <laughs> friends um but my big uh who is amazing um and I love him so much um on like the first it was like a it was like a pre-school starting like thing that you would go to and like meet people who are in the program and like have dinner or whatever and he just like walked up to me and he was like uh welcome to the theater program if you aren't okay with gay people like you should leave (laughs) and everyone needs that everyone needs that and I was like I'm okay with gay people (laughs) and um and and it was always there was like a lot of like talking about sexuality and like people came out as you like as you have in high school going on so it was like pretty queer like a pretty queer atmosphere and I I remember just always being like I wish I could be gay (laughs) which is like if you're thinking that you wish that you were gay it means that you're gay I feel like like at least to some people at least to me it was like that and I just laugh so hard when I'm thinking about it now because I'm like oh my god I wish I was has achieved her dreams. (laughs) If I could go back in time and tell myself, "Hey, you can do anything you set your mind to," (laughs) including be queer. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel when people misread your sexuality? We talked about this a little bit. I love it. Um, It's not great. I actually did an interview um, with a friend of mine last year, and they were doing a. Uh, documentary or like a short video maybe of interviews of people who were in Greek life and were also queer um Mm -hmm. and I was talking to them about it and I remember like we were talking beforehand and I sort of I think I I'm very insecure with my sexuality as I've indicated to you um before this in our conversation earlier today and like I think I said something similar to them and they were like oh no like I mean that's a valid experience too like feeling being in Greek life and like being identified constantly as straight and like not liking that and not wanting that and like having people misread you like that's a valid experience too and like that's something that like I'm sure a lot of people relate to so like I I don't know I just remember like being in a sorority has been contrary to my values in a lot of ways 
Um, but I mean, I've loved it because I love the people who are in it and it's been great, but there are a lot of things about it, obviously, that are problematic. And one of them I remember is that we were talking in a meeting two and a half years ago about homecoming courting, the stupidest and most worthless thing that has ever existed ever, which is where a fraternity asks a sorority to go to homecoming with them um, because everything is heteronormative and terrible. And um, in the conversation, we were talking about we wanted to ask potentially a sorority, and I've wanted this for years, and it never happened, of course. And in the conversation, someone stood up and was like, hey, like one of the older girls, she was a senior, and like people thought she was really cool and like really great. And I guess the girls who like were all being super homophobic um, didn't recognize that, like, she liked girls, and, because then they got mad after she said this, but she was like, hey, like, everything that we do is with men, and everyone in this room who likes men only gets their opportunity to meet men romantically, mm-hmm. and I want opportunity to meet girls, like, I don't get that, and I know that, like, you know, not everyone in this sorority is gonna like women, but there are some girls who do, and I would like to be able to meet them, and, like, maybe you know, find a sexual relationship or a romantic relationship or just, like, a friendship or someone I can talk to about this. Like, I want someone to relate to. And, like, me little, like, just kind of starting to tell my friends that I was bi and, like, all all these other girls, like, yes, like, that's amazing. And the, the just shock that went around the room of people being like, what? Like, it was just, like, that moment I was like, I know that I cannot tell a lot of these people in this room that like I like girls because like this is going to be like th- someone said like it's not fair to the straight girls I was like oh my god <laughs> it's we not have fair. to protect the straight people <laughs> it they really just are in danger we, of they not need us with fraternities. they need us that would be that would be doing everyone a favor but anyways um so <laughs> I was just like I just had that moment of like there are people in here that I trust more like more than anybody and that I could tell hey I like girls and they'd be like great awesome or maybe, you know, do, like, the whole over the top, like, oh, my God, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great, too. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I can't tell a lot of people in here that without them being like, but what if she threatens my ability to, like, hang out with men? Like, okay, mm-hmm. calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just remember, but, like, I just also just remember that being significant because this girl who said that, this woman, I should say woman, we're all women, um, where, like, she was, like, so, like, cool and edgy and everyone thought she was great and I thought she was great. She is great. Um when she said that she immediately became this like controversial person for just saying like Mm -hmm. I deserve to meet people who I can share this with like in whatever way that might be um and so like then talking to my friend who was doing the documentary I was like yeah I mean like that was such a like I wouldn't say damaging like it hasn't like made me question is in the same way that every heteronormative structure that I'm a part of has made me question my own sexuality but like it was definitely like a big part of my college experience and not an affirming one mm-hmm. like not one where I like felt generally comfortable being mm-hmm. like I'm bi and I like women and I'm not the thing that you think that I am just because and especially because I when I, I got together with my boyfriend like the I have a boyfriend in case I haven't mentioned it I am in a relationship I'm just kidding um <laughs> sorry that I keep mentioning it but I we got together like the week that I joined so everyone that I know through that sorority has only known me because when I was in a relationship with a man. So, like, uh, constantly people, like, kind of thinking of me as straight and, like, not Mm -hmm. even questioning or asking me, like, if I like girls. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I, that's so interesting that you mentioned that project from last year because I remember a friend of ours posted in a Facebook group that we were both in, like, hey, my friend is looking for people to be in this project that they're doing about people who are queer in Greek life and does anyone want to be in it and I commented me and at the time I was like thinking that I was bi Mm -hmm. 
or feeling like I identified that way, but I was also still very uncomfortable with it and hadn't really talked about it that much. But so they contacted me and I was like, I can't do it. I like flipped out and was like, I cannot do it. I can't talk about because I was on the one hand, like terrified to be like talking about it, but also felt like I didn't count as like a member of this community because I had only been in heterosexual relationships, like had like kissed girls like in in a like jokey way, you know? And I was like, I don't count. Like I, like, I was like, if they, and, and this is not like what I actually think of that, that person as a person, but I was like, because of my own stuff, I was like, if they find out that I've never dated a girl, like then they won't want me there. Like, you know, like it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Which is that. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I remember they asked me, would you ever be comfortable dating someone in your sorority? And I was like, I don't know if comfortable is the right word for it. And it's also, it's interesting that you say like. I didn't feel like I could talk. I mean, that's a feeling that I had mm-hmm. as well, that I, like, didn't feel like I belonged in that documentary. But, like, the whole point of the project was to highlight an experience that is forgotten in Greek life and yeah. that is forgotten in on this campus in general. I mean, like, the, just the, like, erasure that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier mm-hmm. with lesbian, like, um, is that, like, the natural, like, feeling is, like, if you're in a heteronormative structure, like, that you feel, unless, like, you're actively in a moment where you're proving that you're not straight that you are straight and like that or like or worried that people will perceive you mm-hmm. as something that you're not and it's not necessarily like that being straight is bad I mean you know it depends on the situation I guess but um like it's that like it's just not you and like mm-hmm. you have every right to be identified in the way that you want to be identified mm-hmm. like yeah and so like being asked to do that or doing that like doing that interview and being like I'm not queer enough for this like I don't have enough experience for this like that's exactly like why those kinds of projects yeah why those projects exist Mm -hmm. is like to put a name to those experiences that are not talked about Mm -hmm. I think I definitely feel more I feel the same amount of like not upset but just like uncomfortable like unsettled when people identify me as straight and even as like bi like I feel like I feel the same way when somebody's like oh Hannah's straight I mean no one says this anymore because <laughs> of look at me but like um, um I feel like I look pretty queer so people like don't really assume as much now which is like cutting all your hair off is a great way to be like maybe something's going on like maybe I like girls um but um yeah I think I feel I feel the same amount of discomfort when someone says like oh Hannah's straight as or like, oh, Hannah's bi, or like you're bi to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's the same reason. Like, it's not bad to be straight. We all know this. <laughs> like, but it's just that it's not the right thing. And like, I feel the same way about being called bi. Like, it's just not the right word. And I, I, in my experience in Greek life, I don't think I've experienced. Like, I get a little bit where, if you're not queer, you don't get it. Like, um like we're ex- we exist in the world of straight people so like we get it what it's like to be straight but like a straight person is not going to get what it's like to be queer because they're not living in a queer world they're like viewing things through that lens so i i get i don't get it but i i understand that it exists that like somebody might just not like not understand what it's like to be in a group mm-hmm. full of women and be one of few queer women in that larger group um but I, earlier, um, this year, when I would go to date parties with the woman I was dating at the time, like, I was always, like, I don't want people to think that we're just, like, like, I just bringing my friend, you know? Like, mm-hmm. but it's, like, how do you do that? Do you, like, 
excuse me, everyone. Like, I just want you to know I'm bringing a date that's romantic. You know, like. Stop the music. Stop, yeah. get low. Stop. <laughs> Stop, get important. low. And everyone look at this, like, date that I'm on, you know? Yeah. Um, or, like, going, you know, you're, like, walking around with someone and you're, like, I want. But then you're, like, maybe I don't want people to know that we're not just friends because then that's when you get, like, harassed. Yeah. So it's, like, a weird balance. It's the grandeur that I think is, like, the biggest, like, weird thing for me because I've always, I'm a hand holder, so I hold my roommate's hand when we walk Aww. around, like, in you public hold all, the time. Hands all the time. I, I like love that. holding hands. Physical touch is, like, such a language for me. Um, and so, like, before I even identified as, like, gay, I would get absolute, like, the looks. Uh, people would look, I would watch their eyes go down to our hands and come back up, yeah. and, like, their eyebrows would raise, or they would turn away, or I'd like to make eye contact with them. Just look them <laughs> straight but, in the eye. And it's not in, like, oh, I don't think I have much anger about it, because coming from such a heteronormative world that we live in, like, um, to, like, move outside of that perspective just doesn't occur to some people, and mm -hmm. it should, but it doesn't. Um, and I think I've tried so hard to not be heteronormative in my life. Like, I always use gender-neutral pronouns when I refer to, like, any person. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of a weird thing. All of my objects are female. I'm like, hey, can you pass mm -hmm. me the pillow? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, she's my favorite. And they're like, who's she? <laughs> All the of pillow. my objects are female. Um, which I think is just so interesting because it flips what people are expecting. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. For me, like, holding hands with my roommate or, like, a platonic friend is as normal as some people think holding hands with, like, a romantic partner would be. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel like I'm on display in that respect, but mm -hmm. the way that people perceive it is definitely, like, yeah. you are showing off yeah. this, like, mm -hmm. facet. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, do you find that the people that you, that know that you are, like, the people you know and, like, who know you and know that you like women, like, do you think that they see you differently now or see that act differently? Like, holding, like, a platonic friend's hand, like, do you feel like that's changed in any way or not so much? Um, I think it depends on the person. Like, I've been holding my roommate's hand since, actually, before we were roommates. Um, last year we met in our freshman hall. And so when I, like, came out to her and, like, all of our other friends, and I was like, I'm in love with a girl this week. Um, and then I, like, went to hold her hand, and it was, like, fine. Yeah. We actually used to make, like, jokes that were, like, because of the looks we would get. And she was like, we're going to die of, like, a hate crime, and it's not going to be true. And I was like, well, now it's going to be half true. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and I did, I went to Pride once. I went to the Pride we had here, which was my first Pride out, which was fun. It was my first Pride and out, too. Like, oh, my God. Hey. What a special time. I love, I love that picture that we took together. Yeah. It's Aww. so sweet. I slept through Pride. Aww. I have Pride, but I was tired. <laughs> I want to go to a big city Pride really badly. Come to DC Pride this year. I really want to go to the DC no, one, kidding. but... Yeah. I think I'll be out of town. Yeah. In like, I'm not in Louisiana, you're going north. Bike shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll look great. Yeah, I make jokes with my housemate a lot about us getting married, and it got funnier when I came out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My roommate like is my wife. If you have me on Snapchat, it's like, like today I posted something about, like, the wife made dinner, and I'm mm. like, this is hilarious because one day this is what's going to be. So. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, yeah. My my housemate and I, um, and my she's like one of my probably my best friend in the world. Um, her name is Sadie, and we've been together for a couple of years now. Sadie, um, who's Sadie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sadie's also in our sorority. Um, yes, she is. And yeah, and um, we were we talk about our weddings a lot, like our future weddings, in like a crazy way. Like you know how people <laughs> say that you do something not in a crazy way, we do it in the crazy way um and we talk about that a lot and um 
we were figuring out the logistics of like when there's two brides like what do you do for walking down the aisle so so she's decided that wherever I get married someday there has to be two like aisles and we're gonna walk down at the same time but that, that was like a conversation so dramatic I adore that the yeah. I feel about like this stuff a lot, and I feel like I do the like straight girl thing, but like about marrying a woman, <laughs> like an imaginary, like a like faceless, you know. Yeah, mine's mm-hmm. faceless too. It's changed from like a tux to a dress recently, but like. I Wait, mean, do you want her to wear a tux and you wear a dress, or do you want to both I, wear like, dresses? I like don't care what she wears. I think she should wear what she's like happy in. I'm going. Oh my to wear god! A dress, stop being but... just like a healthy. <laughs> caring partner. Have some demanding yeah. like can unrealistic you, like, expectations. Yeah, can you just like be a little worse for a second be please? A worse? No. I refuse. I have a question for you. Can I change the yes. topic? Yes, oh please, please. Right. I don't want to do take over. No, the... please do it. Alright, so this. this is something I've been thinking about for a while and I want your guys' opinion. Mm-hmm. I, so you know like the stereotype of like when um, so when like some, like oh straight girl, we were talking about it earlier I think, like when we were talking about like being like the Jenna Marbles like being younger mm-hmm. and like being like oh my god like I wish I could be with girls I think that so okay here's some backstory how about we start there so the other day I was with some friends and one of my friends said something like we were talking about like a a gay couple that we knew like a like two women who were in a relationship and like how it was like they seemed really happy and it was cute and like they were having a great time and like one of my friends since been like oh like man like I I wish I could like have that like I do wish that I liked women and that I could like because I think that like and it, she didn't say it in so many words but she, she I think she probably did say like I wish I could be a lesbian or like like women but I don't and my friend who I can't like I can't criticize her for this because like she has told me that she's like faced street harassment for being with women and like mm-hmm. that is a very mm-hmm. real thing and like she's had a very different experience and like mm-hmm. that's fine I get that she said like no you don't like you like you don't wish that it's hard mm-hmm. and my friend was like she didn't it, was, it wasn't like a a big deal like it was just like a kind of throwaway thing and my friend's like yeah you're probably right like I haven't like, I'm not thinking about like the hard stuff I'm just saying and she's like yeah and so it kind of ended there and that was fine but I was thinking about it and I think that I'm not actually that upset when people say something stuff like that I think there's a difference between being like oh my god it'd be so much easier if I was gay like oh my god like I would just like girls are so easy to figure out but like I have had people say to me like I wish that I could like make that emotional connection with someone like mm-hmm. someone like mm-hmm. Of, like who's a woman and like because I'm a woman and, like the idea of that is really great to me it's just I'm not physically attracted to women yeah and like I think that it's a little bit dangerous to start like immediately assuming that anyone who says that and I don't think I don't want to say that I thought my friend was doing this because I don't think that she was but I think that we need to be careful of that of like assuming that every time a straight woman says I wish that I were attracted to women like that that's in inherently bad or wrong or Mm -hmm. something like that like I think that we should be encouraging people to think about different experiences from their own and like be encouraging like straight women to think about like it's not crazy to say maybe one day you will like Mm -hmm. another woman like Mm -hmm. that's not like out of the question like just Mm -hmm. because you think you're straight now or you identify straight now doesn't mean that one day you won't identify as bisexual or maybe that you like only women Mm -hmm. so I don't know I was I, think, I just wanted your opinion on that because I feel like it's a, it's a hot take. Yeah. But um, and people have very different um, thresholds of like what they think is yeah. respectful, and I yeah. guess mine is very informed by ex- my experience. So. I think it's definitely like dangerous, not dangerous, but like it's it's iffy to me for a straight person to be like, I wish that I had your like experience of being a part of a marginalized 
group Mm -hmm. but I also recognize like when I look back at my heterosexual relationships versus my homosexual ones and my experience like interacting with women romantically slash sexually like there's a different it's different and there's also like the way that like living in a patriarchal society influences your relationship when you're with a man is markedly different from how it influences a relationship with a woman and so I feel like to say like I wish that I could date women because I want that deep emotional connection I want the lack of power structure I want the like um like camaraderie in like understanding the the parts of our identities that like are stacked against us in a way Mm -hmm. um and like having that connection with someone who has similar life experience than you is perfectly legitimate like I think that's and I know people who have said like I've heard of people saying like I'm sexually attracted to men like I'm gonna marry a man but my closest friend will always be a woman because that's just who I connect with better emotionally and like Mm -hmm. I think it's perfectly fine to be like I wish that I could love a woman, like, in the way that I love a man, but I think it's also important to be, like, but I recognize, like, that, that person to recognize their privilege in being able to say that and also being, like, not queer. Yeah. I think both sides are really, are really valid. Yeah, because, I mean, there is, like, it's not easy to be, I mean, like, loving someone is, should be easy, you know, like, it should, you shouldn't, like, find it difficult to, like, put words to those feelings but like but like so because of the society that we live in like sometimes it is difficult and like it is more difficult to admit to yourself that you're in love with a woman even if you've been out to yourself and to your community or your friends or family for years like it can be hard to like say like I have these feelings for a woman just because like there is that inherent like feeling of like shame or that like, you think yeah. you're doing is wrong or like that out of the ordinary um and so I, I do think it's important to think about that mm-hmm. I just also I don't know it's just something I've thought about lately because like I I'm bi I'm with a man I've never been in a relationship with a woman Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't change the fact that I am bi and like I feel like in a way it does a disservice to my sexuality to be like I no one should wish that they yeah felt the same way that I did because I because I I don't I do I don't wish that I Mm -hmm. felt differently Mm -hmm. even though I recognize that it would be more difficult in a lot of ways to be with a woman than to be with a man I also feel like we there's this narrative around stories of queerness and like queer love and like growing up and like coming out and whatever like figuring out your life that's very centered around violence and mm-hmm. like turbulence and like turmoil and like like it being hard and it sucking and people dying and like that's true like that's really real but it's like I think it's important to also talk about all of the really wonderful things about being in a queer relationship. Like, it's awesome. Like, and I think, like, the more we say things like a a straight person can't, like, wish that they could be in a queer relationship, like, minimizes all of the wonderful things about it and perpetuates this narrative of, like, queer people are, like, sad and crying and their families hate them and they're getting attacked. And, like, even when those, those things are true things, but it shouldn't be the center of, like, what we think about when we think about queerness. It shouldn't be, like, expecting someone to be attacked, expecting somebody to, somebody's family to kick them out. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think you have to think about what the straight person is, like, idealizing or wishing for when they say, I wish I could, like, be in a gay relationship. I wish I was gay. Because if they're looking for 
something that sets them apart or something that is going to make them part of something bigger than themselves or part of a movement or part of this community that has been like um, experienced such ups and downs in terms of popularity or acceptance or anything throughout the ages. Um, I think if they're looking for an acceptance in a community, I would be not hesitant because I think um, you're looking for acceptance is a perfectly valid thing for everybody and I think they need to find that on their own and if mm -hmm. they find that in the queer community like welcome but I think if they're saying exactly what you guys said like I wish I could have that close of a connection with somebody who understands like where I'm coming from in my space as maybe a female identifying person mm -hmm. um, I think that's like really beautiful and I wish them like the happiness of finding mm -hmm. that in a platonic relationship if it's not there for them mm -hmm. in a romantic yeah. sense mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a really interesting thing to think about. And it's it's interesting that you bring up like finding unity in a community and then Hannah you find like talking about like the fact that we really associate like like queer experiences with like violence and bad things and like I just feel like in a lot of ways like my sexuality and how I think of like my uh, my letting myself be a part of the queer community even though I don't feel like I have a place in it is like very tied to my feelings about being a survivor of sexual assault mm -hmm. like I it took me a really long time to like put a name to that as well and I think that like it then that's confusing because it's like uh, th very similar in terms of like identifying it and naming it and feeling like I, I could like speak to that experience and like be like a voice of a not authority but like someone who knows what they're talking about I guess um, so it's, like, difficult because then I really associate those two things in my mind, like, these two, like, are identities that, like, I don't fully feel like I can, like, I'm, like, a part of or, like, that I can experience or, like, talk about and say, like, this is something that is a part of me. But, like, I, it's not, I mean, I don't want it, you know, like, associate this really great thing, this really wonderful thing, my sexuality and, like, how I feel about other people that I am around to something that's really terrible. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's difficult because like I feel like there is like the, the, the there are these communities that like we either really want to be a part of and really feel like we like want to like be validated in. and then there are these other communities like other people who have survived sexual assault as well whose like experiences everyone's experience is like so different and like mm -hmm. I think that um I don't know just like reconciling those two things and like thinking about like how we identify with other people and like how we identify with our own communities it's just like something that's been very difficult to like name and identify within myself mm -hmm. um especially because those like two things happen like very close together and so like they've been like very like interchange in my mind so I don't know just like so I think when I think about someone saying like I think women are beautiful and like I'm attracted to them on some level but like just not like sexually like mm -hmm. I don't want a queer identity to just be defined by who I want to have sex with like mm -hmm. I like it shouldn't be defined by and like in the same way that I wouldn't want, like, my identity, I, my identity as someone who survived a sexual assault to be identified, like, as like, what kind of experience I've mm -hmm, had. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. So, like, it just, I think that at the end of the day, I think, I think I completely agree with you said, what, what you said earlier, Hannah, about, like, no, we should never deny someone, like, wanting to experience something that's beautiful and meaningful and important, but, like, we should also keep in mind that, like, there are, the, there are these boundaries for a reason, that, like, there are these communities for a reason mm -hmm. and it's like so that people can like make sure that they're respecting everyone's experiences and like re respecting yeah. that their experiences are not the same as mm -hmm. everyone in their in the communities or everyone who's like or that they're that different from people who aren't in the community mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's such a double-edged sword that a lot of our personalities a lot of our identities 
things like that come with like a club membership card yeah. because yeah. some people just really it doesn't click with them to be um part of an organization or part of a movement or part of anything like that and some people it really does and there are always like pitfalls and there's always mm-hmm. really great things about it too yeah mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important when like talking to people who maybe necessarily don't belong to the club, which is like a really horrible way to put it because I don't like the idea of people not belonging specifically because of one thing or the other in terms of anything mostly, Mm -hmm. but, um, talking to like a straight person about being like gay or queer and how that comes with a lot of like, it comes with a lot added to it for Mm -hmm. me anyway, Mm -hmm. um, because I really liked what you said about, like, the sexuality goes beyond, like, who I'm sexually attracted to. Yeah. Because somebody tried to break that down to me once, and they were like, well, you're gay because you have, like, sexual feelings for people. And I'm like, that's really not it. Like, it's, like, that's part of it, yeah. but, like, this is a gift basket of stuff. This yeah, is not yeah. one thing. Boring. Someone bra- broke that down for me. It just makes me so sad <laughs> for you in that moment that you, like, were sitting there and have seen them, like, tell you about your sexuality. That's it great. Was, I but, love when that happens. <laughs> it's so informative. I, I, I learn things every day from straight people listen, about me. I will tell you guys, I, I do know some straight people. Like, I... <laughs> do you really? Some of my best friends are straight. Yeah. Some of them are, and I love them, okay? Do they all wear khaki? They actually, all the time, it's oh so God. crazy. They all have, like, 30 pairs of khakis, one for every day of the month. Cool. Um, Are they fiscally conservative and socially liberal? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, all Mostly all of my friends are very liberal in every sense of the word. Um, but I I think that I ha- I'm lucky to have my, my straight friends that I do have are, like, very... I've never felt, like weird about talking about my sexuality and like never felt like they tried to explain anything to me about my sexuality um and so I think that's good I also think that it's because I also have a lot of queer friends so like it's not like a new thing um I have one more question and this might this one might be a little lengthy because it's lengthy for me because it's been like 99% of my like struggle but um are you guys spiritual or like religious and how what is your relationship with, like, your faith, if any, and your sexuality? It's a lot to unpack, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. We don't for. have to talk, like, super in-depth about it, but it's been super important to me, so I wanted it to yeah. be our, like, last... That's a really good thing. question. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I consider myself a very spiritual person. I talk about, like, the universe as a body more so than Mm -hmm. just, like, a thing that we're floating through. Um, And so, for me, when it came to relationships with other people, there were, I like this concept of a soulmate circle, is what I call it. Mm. So, when you're born, like, there's, like, a huge hula hoop of people who would be equally as I don't like the word, but perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And then as you make choices in your life, that circle changes. So some Mm -hmm. people maybe leave the circle and some people enter it. And it also changes based on their circles because I've never believed that there's like one perfect person for everybody. I Mm -hmm. found that so kind of Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I think the way that like my faith now has just intersected with who I am as a person and my identity has become my soul circle is just expanded in terms of who I think is included and who should be included and who Mm -hmm. can be included Mm -hmm. as well as um this kind of ties back to my yoga but for me yoga is very it's an exercise and I love teaching it as that way through my class at the rec and I love my private practice that's more spiritual in nature Mm -hmm. for me so when I think about it like 
um, we did an exercise. I was like, what kind of um, mm -hmm. special population would you really want to serve with yoga? And for me, it always came back to women and specifically pregnant women for me. Um, and just because that's kind of where my energy has been in the moment. Mm -hmm. So my identity kind of intersected with that part of my spirituality and believing in the universe and believing that all things are kind of interconnected and that there um, may not be coincidences, but there's beautiful surprises and there's like a bunch of fun things and how free will interacts with all this. Mm -hmm. It's super fun to like figure out and to try to explain. And I think that... Um, my identity now has become so important to me that it's become important to that as well mm -hmm. and it's been incredible for that yeah that's wonderful that was that's beautiful first I of love all that. um the problem now is that i should have gone first because my answer is not that at all and like you we should have ended no with it's beautiful. gonna be it's gonna it's be, gonna good. be all right be so here's the thing i like to think of myself as like a, a complicated person or as like someone who thinks about things and like is thoughtful and tries to be, I don't know, philosophical in some way, but I super am not spiritual at all. Like I, and I like, it's not because I, like I have feelings of like connection to things that I can't necessarily explain, but it's not like, I don't really have a relationship to the world around me that I classify as spiritual. Like I just try, I, I, I also, I don't know. I mean, I feel like sometimes like when I'm talking to um, my yoga teacher or just like talking to like my mom or I don't know, just like when I'm having those deep moments talking specifically about like spirituality, like I can see it and I can like be like, oh yeah, like that's something I could like think about. But like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's, I'm really some, some history, I guess, is that like my, both my parents were raised Catholic and they had very damaging experiences with the church because the Catholic church can occasionally be damaging. Sorry if you're Catholic. Uh, it was true for them. And so I was raised very, I wasn't raised anti-religion because my father in particular is pretty, he's very atheist. He's not, he's not anti-religion. He's more anti like organized religion, like mm -hmm. the, you know, bureaucracy that goes into it. Not bureaucracy. That's the wrong word. You know what I mean? Um, but I was just raised sans religion. And so spirituality was not something I really thought of when I, about when I was a kid. I thought about, you know, death and life and love and stuff like that but it was it's never been spiritual for me it's never it's mm -hmm. always been inside of my own head it hasn't mm -hmm. been like how I relate to the world so mm -hmm. for me so from with my sexuality it's very practical like or, earlier I said you know like I identify as bisexual because this is what I've experienced like mm -hmm. this is what's happened mm -hmm. to me I'm very like rational in that and like I don't I'm not like I don't feel like I've <laughs> ascended to this like other not that I'm I'm not saying that you guys said this at all but like that I've ascended to this other plane of oh I've of, ascended I mean I've ascended no. in, like I my descended. mind no. <laughs> <laughs> I've my this is uh, the story of my downfall into my gayness well I peaked in every way in eighth grade so it's been a downfall oh, no, since no, then no, no I no I did I'll show you pictures I was cute as shit but it's fine um really. Oh yeah, I was like, oh I had like two boys. Not that you should measure yourself in men. If you're listening to this, don't measure yourself in men. I had two boyfriends at once. No, I had not two dates to the prom, and I no, didn't but know like who to take. everyone liked me. Like, it was like I had problem. like a 15 minutes of fame. Um, it was, it was, it, it's, it's over now. It's a down, <laughs> a downhill since then. But since eighth grade, yeah, it's been, it's been a slow burn. Yeeks. Occasionally faster burn than other times, but um, I'll show you pictures. It's fine. Um, so I, where was, where was I? Ascending to a higher. Oh point. yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like coming into my own with my sexuality has like made me understand like the world better. It's just made me understand myself better, and like mm -hmm. to me, that's what sexual or sexuality, what spirituality means mm -hmm. is like how you understand the rest of the world. And I think that that's that's changed for me in other ways. Like I've 
changed my views on the world and like how I relate to it through like lived experiences mostly like with other people or like I don't know things that have happened to me both good and bad but like not necessarily in in things like my sexuality or my I don't know experience with mental health or anything like mm-hmm. I don't I can't mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe it I just spirituality for me is not something that's really that important to my sexuality because it's just not that important to my life itself and like um I don't know like people I was talking to a friend of mine and she's like yeah like I'm not religious but like I really spent I spent a lot of time thinking about like what happens when you die and I was like mm-hmm. I I think about the people who I love who have died but I don't think that much about like what happened to them mm-hmm. or what will happen to me I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure that I do on the subconscious level because you know everybody does um, just a little bit of anxiety in there but yeah, um just everyone's just kind of terrified of death existential dread is real you guys oh i I oh don't even get me started that's another (laughs) podcast episode that is not i'll be back for that one on this comedy podcast (laughs) we have a lot to unpack yeah i um no spirituality has never been something that's been that big for me and for a long time i was like i should really like i'm in hope like we talk about the eight dimensions of wellness and one of them is spirituality i was like i should really explore that and i was like you know what i'm good like i don't i'm good with it now and i don't want to open a door that potentially will like send me into a spiraling pit of despair Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and maybe someday i'll have the energy to do that and Mm -hmm. have the resources to do that but that day is not today so i think for now i'm just um kind of a little bit simple in my understanding of spirituality Mm -hmm. i have a question for you if you don't mind like have you ever thought about changing your definition of spirituality from like world focus to like just you focus truthfully not so much i mean i don't know like i've thought about what that would mean and i can see it I can understand when someone talks about their spirituality to me I'm like yes that seems like that works for you like that seems like your thing and like that's cool but when I think about it to myself there's just not a lot there and like I think that anything's possible I mean I think that I could one day wake up and be like I really want to explore spirituality like in myself and like in the surroundings around me but like for now I think I just don't really have a definition for that and haven't taken the time or energy to do that maybe I don't know maybe that's like lazy on my part but like I don't know have you always sort of felt the same way about your spirituality um not really I was actually raised we went to church pretty often I went to like the whole bible camps and everything um and then we kept moving a lot and I think as we moved we found things within like ourselves as we kept moving and in our communities mm-hmm. that the church not really became replaced but we sort of um found other ways to express what we were looking for I think so I think um that kind of manifested itself into what has become my spirituality today Mm -hmm. and I think uh, yoga really helped me channel that into Mm -hmm. a very specific Mm -hmm. way that's really interesting mine is like super just complicated so I grew up in an Assemblies of God church which is pretty conservative but like hip like fun music like guitars and like like rainbow sandals and like everyone wants to be a missionary which is great um but very very, pretty pretty socially conservative and so I grew up really socially conservative which I think is another part of the reason why I feel like I like participated in like compulsory heterosexuality for a long time is because I was like I want to like have a husband and like get married to a man and like have babies um that sounds exactly like you now yeah which is super neat that's what you were saying to me earlier today (laughs) I I can see myself like if I meet a man that I love, like, I would marry a man. Like, I'm very much, like, whatever, I, whatever, whatever is that, whatever yeah. floats my boat, um, I'm, 
like I said, family. no one knows. <laughs> no one knows for sure what my sexuality really is. Least we'll never know. Hannah. Least of all me. <laughs> you said that to me the other day. I did. But it's not like I don't know. It's that I know, and what I know is that it's not. You know, like it's, you know that you don't know. It, well, it's not that I don't know because I do know. It's that I know that it's not this thing that has like a this is what it is. Um, and and I th- I find the most like freedom in that, and I think that that's the most beautiful way for me to express that. But anyways, so I grew up in this pretty conservative church, um, and I am a Christian, and I am like I love God, and like I I am very spiritual. I think, and and I have like faith is a very important thing in my life, but. In my being a feminist, being a queer woman, um, like in the things that I've experienced in my life and the things that I've seen and like places that I've traveled to and like things that I've experienced there, um, I have a more like liberal, I don't even want to say liberal, but like open like view on um, what I think the, that Christianity is about and that my relationship with God is about. And so Um, Like, I'm not connected to a church. I'm not, like, I don't like church politics. I don't like um, the ways that I think church can kind of change what is so beautiful about God. Um, And I recognize, obviously, that, like, the church is made of people who are really imperfect. But I had a lot of, a lot of stress about, like, the relationship between my sexuality and my faith. And I think that for a long time I felt like I had to choose. Mm -hmm. So when I first came out, I was, like, kind of stopped thinking so much about my spirituality because I was like I guess I just can't do that now because I'm like not allowed and then I realized that that was actually not God saying that that was people saying that and so it's important to like not get those things confused and I've grown into this I think really beautiful expression of my own faith um which is that I feel a deep deep connection to God and the universe in as like the expression of God and like God's creation and so I feel like a a deep connection with like nature and like rain and like flowers and and trees and um and like the wind (laughs) and like um like I've gotten into like crystal healing and like I've been reading my horoscope which is like and like looking at astrology in a way that's not like I'm into this stuff like new agey not christian like definitely something else kind of stuff but more in a like being very open to like the the inner workings of like our world and like what is going on and just being curious. Um, but I think I'd had this like really like tumultuous relationship with my faith and my sexuality feeling like I had to like, if I was going to be a Christian, I had to stop being queer. Like I just had to like, just marry, just like date guys and just like marry a guy. Um, and so it's scary. I think for me to even now, like say I identify as a Christian and that I am like a Christian, like I believe in Jesus and I, pray and I read my Bible and like all that stuff but I also am like in this process of like figuring out what I think is going on with the church and with God and with sexuality and um like what I believe about that and yeah so it's just been this like really weird crazy thing that I've been thinking a lot about but has been really beautiful and I think really interesting um and I have definitely some like reservations when I go to church because I look pretty gay and I want to, like, I want people to, I don't want people to read me as straight. So I don't dress myself in a way that I think is very, like, it's stupid to say like straight looking or gay looking, but like, you guys know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and 
I'm, I am, like, I think a lot about, like, if I'm going to go to a church, like, am I going to mention that I'm queer? Like, am I going to ask a pastor what they think about that? Like, am I going to, am I going to look for an affirming church? Like I went to the Unitarian Universalist church the other week, um, which is like super not for me. Cause it's not very, it's not like based on the Bible. It's not like about Jesus, which is fine. Like if that's your jam, like that's, they were very nice. Like everyone was very nice. They're like big rainbow flags in the front of the church. Um, but it's like not Christian. So it's it's just weird. It's this like weird thing and trying to find a church that is like hip and like does like rock music and and all that stuff but also like is affirming is really hard. Most of the churches that are like affirming are Episcopalian or Presbyterian, which is like fine but just not really the way that I connect to God. So anyways, so it's just been this like crazy weird thing and I think it's really interesting to talk about those like intersections because I didn't think that it was even allowed for a long time. I, I remember when you told me that you were going to the Unitarian Church, and I remember thinking when you told me that, I was like, that might, like, my dad tells this joke that you only hear someone say Jesus in the Unitarian Church when someone stubs their toe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't know if that's going to be, like, her jam, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, you would, I think you would love the church in my hometown, because it's a Catholic church, um, and so we got baptized there when I was five because we found out that my grandfather wasn't sleeping at night because he thought he wasn't going to see me in heaven. Turns oh out God. he's not going to see me in heaven for many other reasons. But, Is it because you're gay? Um, I guess so, yes. We've and just Yeah, that's, that's where we should end right there. No, but um, they're super, like, affirming, so great, but they're so yeah. Catholic, and they, yeah. like, have mass, yeah. and they, they yeah. you know read past I don't know what people do at Catholic mass like yeah. read the bible and like I yeah. don't know you should I mean you're not from you're not yeah. from my hometown but yeah you know they they they're out there but they're just it's also almost exclusively old women which is so fun I love them I love they're that. amazing it's amazing yeah it's a weird it's a weird relationship and I'm like so I'm gonna post this uh podcast on and I don't normally promote my podcast on my Facebook page because I'm doing my fundraising for my bike ride this summer and I want that to kind of take over mm-hmm. but um yeah, so I'm gonna, I've decided I'm gonna post this probably, like, right away and post it on my Facebook page and be like, hi, I've, like, made this podcast with my friends about being queer, also I'm queer, and, like, I know that people from my church that I grew up in are gonna see it, and, like, I don't know if they're gonna listen to it, but they're gonna see that I'm queer, and, like, it's, it's, like, scary but exciting, and I feel like as I've grown into it, it's helped me, like, really claim my faith, like, I feel very much stronger in my faith beliefs than ever now, so... Um, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, relationship combination of things. Yeah. Those are the best kind, though. Yeah. Um, this has been amazing. This is, like, probably my favorite podcast I've ever done. Fuck Charlie. (laughs) Yeah. Charlie, never come back. No, I, I miss Charlie so much. Oh my God. No, you don't. I'm just kidding. I, Charlie Charlie has been gone for, like, one day and I am upset. Like, I'm, like, (laughs) I think about him all, no, he was gone since Saturday, but yeah. Oh, well. Um, I feel like before we leave, we should, can you guys just say, like, one thing about yourselves that isn't about your sexuality that you like to share? Like, because we're more, you're more than your Are you asking us to share a fun women. fact? Can you? Because I'm it doesn't upset have to be if fun. that's why. It doesn't have to be fun. It can be, Why like, don't you start a fact? Um. Not a fun. Just a My, fact. or, like, just something about, like, something that you're passionate about that isn't. Gotcha. Women. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 like my, nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. My thing, I I want to say my podcast, but I am very passionate. Everyone knows us who knows me or listens to the podcast, but I'm very passionate about um, CrossFit and weightlifting and exercise, and that's my whole life. My whole life is this podcast and exercise. 
That's um, so true. Yeah. I vouch yeah. for that for you. And I love it. And I think that's something that's very important to me that I've always felt like is very individual for me and not, not sep- like totally separated from my sexuality and from my like identification of a queer woman, which is like cool. Even though it does, it does intersect at times, but it like, I feel very, I don't know, not disconnected, but like it, it's irrelevant. Like my sexuality is irrelevant when I'm working out, which can be nice. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it's very relevant all of the other times mm-hmm. what about you guys um I don't know <laughs> I don't, uh, <laughs> okay well this is sort of cheating I guess but I, that's something I'm really passionate about um, that I've committed most of my professional and personal life to is um, reproductive rights and abortion and I think that that's it, it, <laughs> this is so super cheating but it is I think really tied to my um, sexuality because the place I felt most accepted as a a bisexual person has been in those spaces where, like, I'm, well, not actually, you know what, actually not always. Um, I've worked with a lot of very heteronormative people who, like, think that just because they're doing that work means that they, like, get it, or, Mm -hmm. like, you know, are hip and cool. But also, like, I think that, um, I don't know, it's just something I will base my whole life around, my whole career around, is, like, uh, reproductive justice, health justice, um, for particularly for women and um, non-binary folks, but also for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I find I get a lot of joy from. Um, I've worked for several uh, reproductive rights organizations, and I just think it's, like, the perfect intersection of, like, advancing, talking about something that's taboo, which is sexuality and sex and love, and talking about all those things in a non-male space, mm-hmm. and also trying to work towards a future... Um, where those things aren't stigmatized. So I, I don't know. And it's just you meet so many great people through it. So that's something I'm really yeah. passionate about. And um, I feel a little bit, I'm working on a campaign next year, which I'm super excited about. Very, very excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be super fun. The candidate is very much pro all of those things. But I feel a little bit sad. I feel a little bit like I'm um, cashing out. Uh, but it's okay. So one mm-hmm. day I hope to come back to reproductive justice. That's awesome. You're affecting change. That's the important oh, thing. Oh, thank you. Know? It's, it's me. It's <laughs> all... <laughs> It's no. all me. One hundo. Yeah. That's um, yours. You're welcome. There are so many things that I'm passionate about, like photography, mm. yoga. Um, I think being a feminist is really important to me. Affecting change is important to me. But I think one of the things that probably isn't as well known about me in this space, on this campus, is something that was such a huge part of my identity for 17 and a half years was I am a swimmer and I was a competitive swimmer my entire life. I was like varsity captain in high school and I was like a huge part of my life and of my identity. And since coming to college and like not having the team and not having um, like regular practice, things like that, I think my relationship with swimming and with water in general has kind of changed, Mm -hmm. but in a way that my expression of like that passion of mine, because I'm so passionate about it and I don't talk about it as much as I talk about my other things has it's become so private. And I kind of love Mm -hmm. that because for so long Mm -hmm. I almost came to resent it because I was always like, how's the swim meet going? Like, Mm -hmm. how's your swimming? Did you Mm -hmm. make your double A time? Like, uh, I was always the swimmer of the family or of the friends and of the Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And so to re kind of claim that to myself Mm -hmm. and then to be able to share that with others, like teaching people how to swim or to do, um, just swimming for exercise for other people 
has just been such a beautiful thing to do mm-hmm. as yeah. in terms of a private expression of passion. So that's my thing. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's a good one. Thank you guys so much for being on this podcast. Um, This is probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done because it is a conversation that I enjoy having and I enjoy having conversations about like sexuality that isn't always just like prop eight, like, you you know, yeah, or like, or like who you're into or like who's passing what bill. So um, this has been wonderful and I feel like very full of joy and like very happy. This has been great. Thank you, guys. Um, So I don't remember if I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but this is our last episode of Two Pod Dudes for the summer because Charlie's home and I'm going to go bike across the country. So if you've been listening, thank you. I really appreciate it. This is one of my favorite things that I've started doing this year, and it means a lot to me. And I love when people listen, even though it's okay if they don't. I understand because it's a mess. Um, But... (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Um, Charlie and I will be back in August of 2018 with season three of the pod. Um, And uh, I guess that's all.